Welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I'm Sky Edmonds, portrait photographer of 19 years behind work of heart photography and photographer educator of 15 years. I help heart-centered photographers expand their income and their impact through nervous system regulation, energetics, business strategy, as well as helping them become the visible face of their brand. Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I am so glad you're here for another episode. And this one is going to be good. Well, they're all good, but I love this one. I love this topic. So I hope that is evident in my voice and evident in the knowledge that I'm about to drop on you guys. So let's jump right back into nervous system work. But first, I want to take you back to childhood, all the way to the 100-acre woods. Yes, Winnie the Pooh. Now, I thought I'd give you an illustration of the different states of the nervous system that we talked about last week, and we will go over again a little bit this week, by referencing characters from Winnie the Pooh. Now, I just want to give you like a visual. No character is always in a certain state at all times. That is not how us humans were created. And I don't know any fictional character, but I may mention one um, who is always in the state. But just again, just for illustrative purposes. So let's start off first with the ventral state. Ventral vagal is the connection state. This is where you were friendly, gregarious, you were open to connection. Your ear is actually tuned in to the human voice. You want to be connected. So for ventral, I think for the most part, Pooh, he's a good representative because he is, although, you know, goofy and all this other stuff, he is friendly and open and willing to connect. But I think an even better representative would be Kanga. That's Rue's mom. Open, friendly, loving. Next is the sympathetic state. So this is your activated state. This is your fight or flight. Think urgent. Think overwhelmed. Think got to do it now. Sometimes aggressive, sometimes flighty and fearful. So two characters come to mind, and that is, of course, Tigger. Now, Tigger, don't get me wrong. He's friendly, but he won't hesitate to box your ears if you're starting some mess, okay? So we got to watch for Tigger. Tigger is incredibly unfocused. He's easily swayed by outside environments, bouncing here and there and everywhere. Tigger, so he's, he's a good example. And then we have Piglet. Piglet is always trembling over something. He's very flighty. He's ready to bolt. He has a deep need for security. Now, I get that with Piglet because I, I too, have that deep need for security. Now we're going to come to Dorsal. Let's see who, if you can figure out who Dorsal would be. Frozen. Depressed. Stuck. Have a case of the efforts. I don't care, whatever. You guessed it, my favorite, Eeyore. Now, Eeyore is a character I think would be 
qualified for the character that always stays in one state, okay? Because he is pretty dorsal. He is also my personal favorite. I actually have a stuffed Eeyore in my room. I bought him a year or two ago for my inner child, and I love him. And now Rabbit. Well, Rabbit, he's just a dick. All right, so let's get back into the teaching. Did you know that nervous systems talk to one another? Well, you have a built-in security system called neuroception, which detects if other people's nervous systems are safe or are a threat. Now, this happens within microseconds and below the level of your thinking brain. Your thinking brain would be your prefrontal cortex. Yes, yes, yes. You see, we are created to connect. Our nervous systems are always searching for someone safe to connect to. If they are not deemed safe, however, then we go into protection mode. So essentially, your nervous system has two main modes, protection or safety. Protection or connection would be a better way to say it. Nervous systems connecting with one another is called co-regulation. We were created to hopefully first connect with our parents and in turn learn how to regulate ourselves. Now, you'd think if you had a parent who was not able, for whatever reason, to show you how to regulate your nervous system through co-regulation, that you'd be really good at regulating since you had to do it on your own, but that's actually not what happens. If we don't have that parent to teach us, to show us, again, on a subconscious level, no one's like pulling you aside usually and saying, all right, let me uh, show you how to regulate your nervous system. If we don't have that, then we never learn to do it for ourselves. Sometimes my husband will ask me, do you need some co-regulation? You know, I think he means other things, but that's okay. And he'll stand on the step up in our living room, making him nice and tall. I call him Tall Gary. And he'll hold me and gently sway. Sometimes I'll have him pat me on the back. And there are other times when he'll ask me that and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm able to regulate myself because it's important for me not to always depend on those outside sources. As children, we, for the most part, come connected to our intuition and to our bodies. And we go through our childhood being taught to lose that precious connection. It's not time to eat yet, but I'm hungry. You can't go to the bathroom during math class, but I really have to go. Finish your plate, but I'm full now. Now, I'm not, I'm not speaking from a place of judgment, especially to parents who have picky eaters or children with processing disorders, special needs, etc. I'm more so asking you to think back to your own childhood. When and how were you taught to distrust your own body, your own intuition? Was it when you were asked to give that one uncle a kiss goodbye? Essentially, we are trained to look outside of ourselves to the world around us for answers and validation. We are taught subconsciously to look to others to tell us who we are and what we should be doing. But 
The secret lies in coming home to ourselves and looking within for direction and validation. For me personally, another step to that is looking to God for those things as well, but to each their own. To reconnect to my body in a way that feels safe has been such, such a game changer. And I'll talk about this hopefully soon in another podcast. You want to rebuild that trust with yourself to find safety within you first before you go out looking for things like money or romantic relationships to make you feel safe. Hot tip, money will never make you feel safe. We'll talk more about that later. Even the things I teach like intuitive pricing, which is based on the pricing you are an energetic match for and can sell with confidence versus asking others or looking only to the market to see what you should charge. This is essentially you're getting your body to buy in on the belief that you have about your pricing. If you charge $300 for a session fee, for example, if your body is bought into that, if you are an energetic match for that, you will sell that with confidence. People ask how much your session fee is, you won't squirm. You won't have that feeling in the pit of your stomach like, oh, are they going to believe it? Are they going to buy it? Are they going to think I'm fit? Let me tell you, dear heart, you are worth it. You're always worth it. But you are not the one on the line here. When it comes to pricing, it's always about your work, your time, your products and services. It is not you. You are priceless. Now, what if you grew up in a chaotic household? For many people who grew up in chaos, being in a calm surrounding can feel quite unsettling. I knew it took me years of training to be able to sit in quiet and silence. Before it would make my skin crawl, I had to have noise on at all times because if I allowed there to be silence, all the emotions that I was trying to shove down with food and social media and approval of others would scream at me and I could almost hear it. Feel with me, feel me, help me, focus on me, look at me. And I didn't have the skills or the tools to do that then. Now, I love that I can even go and walk and just crave the silence and just hear my own thoughts and be with myself. Sadly, many of us, if not most of us, grew up with parents whose nervous systems were also dysregulated, and therefore we could not properly connect and find safety in co-regulating with them. Then comes the stress hormones, which the body can become addicted to, such as cortisol, and adrenaline, and this is proven by studies. If we are addicted to these chemical cocktails, when our life feels a bit too calm, we may subconsciously seek out people and situations to help recreate those old familiar chemicals so we can get our hit. And then we use it as further evidence. See, I told you I'm worthless because we keep choosing those people who send that message, but it's not true. You're not worthless. Now, here's a real life example. When I first met my husband, I found him to be a bit boring. 
He was so nice and loving, not the basket of red flags I was used to. My nervous system wasn't activated, aka triggered, by him in a way that was old and familiar, so I found him to be a bit meh. Of course, with my conscious mind, that prefrontal cortex, I'd say I was done with red flag relationships. Our minds often think of one thing in our nervous systems and patterns they believe and do quite another. You will always, always get what your subconscious patterning is set for and what your nervous system is capable of handling. And yes, your nervous system can find it safe to be in rocky relationships or be on the verge of broke all the time. I know it's strange, but that's what it knows. Nervous systems love the familiar. At times throughout my marriage, when things were feeling too good, I would pester or nitpick with him to start a fight so I could feel safe with the stress hormone chemical cocktail that I was used to. Now, since we are both learning about the nervous system, we are building the capacity, awareness, and language to not engage or find safety in these types of behaviors. And our marriage is better for it. And I have to say, our marriage is not perfect. I do not want to lead you on to think that we always get it right. We don't. So in today's world, we hear a lot about mindset this, mindset that. And guess what? Science says story follows state. Meaning the story you tell yourself in your mind about what's going on in your life and in your business is formed by the state of your nervous system. In sympathetic, there's a lot of I have to, I have to energy. So if you are in a lot of I have to, I have to energy that sympathetic can give, what kind of thoughts do you think you would have if you received a client objection about your pricing? Imagine those thoughts if you were in a dorsal, flat, frozen state. They may sound quite different than if you were in a sympathetic state. See, you may be able to try and trick your mind with things like affirmations and reframing, all of which can be helpful, but you cannot outsmart the body or your nervous system, period. This is why I don't do affirmations. I'm more of a visualization girl because I feel like, for the most part, for me, affirmations feel like gaslighting my body. If I don't feel like I'm enough, saying I'm enough isn't going to do that deep-rooted healing that I need. Now, why I like visualization is because the most part, important part of visualization isn't just visualizing. It's feeling the feelings within your body. What does it feel like to feel secure, to feel safe, to feel abundant, to feel healed, to feel enough? What do those feelings feel like? It's quite different than just saying some words. The state of your nervous system can be felt by clients, as can your energy. By the way, your vibe comes from your nervous system. Even in things like text, by phone, or written content, even right now as you're listening to my voice, your nervous system is listening to my nervous system. And it's trying to determine if I'm full of it or if I'm safe. 
many business owners are marketing and showing up in business in an activated state. So why does this matter? Okay, so when we market from an activated state, you will attract clients who are also in an activated state. This can mean a variety of things. They show up to the console session or sales session in fight or flight or freeze. How do you think those sales will be reflected versus showing up in ventral, connected and open, engaging? Remember, nervous systems communicate with one another. What is your nervous system saying to clients? And a little side note about creating content in an activated state, my husband and I, and I've done this for years and I never knew why, but if I'm creating, say, a new Facebook ad, we knew that Sundays were my Facebook ad days and that I would not create an ad if we had just got done fighting or there was something going on. I wanted to be nice and calm and in a great mood because those things are conveyed to the people on the other side of them. So what is the goal of nervous system work? Safety, of course, through building self-trust and nervous system regulation. A little note about self-trust. One quick and easy way to start building self-trust with your body and your nervous system is when you have to go to the bathroom, go. Now, telling someone in fight or flight just to relax, slow down, or my favorite, trust God, can do quite the opposite in their nervous system. When someone is in that survival state, their amygdala is going nuts, that old reptile brain, and it's not thinking clearly. Your prefrontal cortex, your thinking brain goes offline. Now, on the other side of things, telling someone in freeze mode or dorsal just to meditate or do things like breath work, all great things, it actually might make their collapsed state worse. So again, meditation when you're already in a dorsal state often is not a good choice. So capacity, it's about holding more, holding more clients, holding more money, holding more marketing and promotions to hold being seen, expanding safely into more. To give our nervous system enough reference points for safety and connection without having to dip into survival states. If you were used to having a near empty bank account, suddenly stepping into five figure a month income will be a huge threat to your nervous system. Your nervous system will not be able to hold it. Think of people who win the lottery and burn through it. In order to build our income, we must receive it and then be able to hold it, not burn through it. Holding is different than saving it. Our nervous systems will often reject the fullness of things like overflow and expansion until we anchor in safety and build capacity for those things. Nervous systems that find a home in survival states are often more rigid, on high alert, reactive. And we get things like insomnia, inflammation, unable to focus, expectation of disappointment, lots of fatigue. The desire is to have a flexible nervous system, improved focus, improved digestion, being able to be authentic, being okay with being visible in your business, respond instead of being reactionary, 
mood regulation, able to connect, all good things. The bottom line is this. There's no limit to what the entrepreneur can do that knows nervous system work. In the coming week, be aware of the states of your nervous system. Now, here are a few questions to help you. When you are in a sympathetic, the fight or flight kind of state, what is a story that you are telling about yourself? What is the story that you're telling about the world? So let me give you an example with me. When I am in a sympathetic state, I am unprotected and I must protect myself by becoming angry or flee. For some reason, I've always associated anger with strength and fleeing was my way to disconnect or to hide. When you aren't aware of how the nervous system states feel in your body, you may think you're just an anxious person or fundamentally flawed. And the thoughts you are having from being in these states, you think that's just how you are or you have a bad mindset, stinking thinking or a negative Nelly. But is that really true? No, it's not. It's your nervous system. And if you've been like this since childhood, your body has a lot of stored trauma memory in your body to pull up as evidence of danger as you go through life reacting to the present as if it were still the past, as if you were still that seven-year-old. Also, this week, notice your language. What type of language are you using? A lot of need to, a lot of have to versus I get to. Now, to continue this conversation and to have many others like it, I hope you will join me in my Be Fully Booked online academy. The first module is all about the nervous system, and the second module is all about emotion regulation. So if this has piqued your interest, Be Fully Booked Academy is right up your alley. And another thing is I decided to do an upgrade in celebration of its one-year anniversary in late summer. I am releasing an entire new course. I'm revamping it, redoing it. I have learned so much, so I cannot wait to put that out there. But the cool thing is, if you buy the Academy now, which is 75% off, you get the upgrade free when it is released. So you can enjoy and start learning right now. Uh, there are eight modules available. Nine is going to be coming out soon. So that is linked below. And it's not all the inner stuff. There is also lots of modules on client attraction, messaging, pricing. I have a whole module on intuitive pricing, soulful sales, all that good stuff. So it is a very well-rounded course that's not just focusing on the outside, the poses and all that other stuff, but it's also the inner work because that's what changed my business. That's what changed my life is when I started to build myself as I built my business. Okay, so let me know. How did you enjoy this episode? I would love join my magnetic photographer facebook community we can start talking about that there that is linked below as well as other ways you can contact me i would love to hear from you until next time <laughs>